Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome in to another edition of MCM Radio. I am Jimmy Morris. Today is Friday, September 30th. You can follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm, mutinymiracles.com, at titansmcm. All right, the Titans are back on the practice field Thursday in preparation for the Indianapolis Colts. A couple of updates as far as injuries are concerned. Traylon Burks, who missed with an illness on Wednesday, was back, full participant on Thursday. Austin Hooper, who missed with a neck on Wednesday, was limited, so he was back in some capacity. Uh, Christian Fulton missed with a knee, was upgraded from limited to full. Bud Dupree did go backwards. He was a full participant on Wednesday, limited yesterday. We'll see what he does on Friday. I think that's going to be today, Friday. That That's going to be the key for him this week. Uh, maybe they just backed him off after not practicing at all last week. And a guy that has struggled with various injuries since he's been here, so... Not really a cause for concern there until we see what he does on Friday. A couple of guys were added as did not practice. Nate Davis didn't practice with a knee. He's had a lingering knee issue. So, um, again, we'll watch what he does Friday and see if that's, uh, you know, so obviously during the week injury ads are bad for the most part, but maybe they just gave him a day off after he went Wednesday. And then Cody Hollister did not practice with a back, so I don't know what Todd Todd Downing's going to do to tip his hand on run plays if Cody Hollister cannot go. So that'll be something to watch. Speaking of that, um, I was listening to a podcast, a Pick 6 podcast that Roto Grinders does. It's a a DFS thing. But anyway, um, they were talking about the Bears and their play calling. And the the week the Bears played the Packers, I don't know what week it was, but the Bears were down 17 at halftime. They were down 17 points at halftime. In the second half, they ran 17 run plays and seven pass plays. Can you imagine how badly we would be losing our minds if that was what um, Todd Downing was doing here? I mean, it's been bad. And uh, I mean, I don't, you probably saw yesterday Downing was asked about all the criticism, and I thought he gave a good answer, and, and that's fine. I mean, he, I'm sure Todd Downing is a great dude. I need him to be better at calling football plays. That, that's really all that I care about. 
um, as far as he's concerned. But, uh, you know, hey, at least he's got the Bears offensive coordinator and the Bears offense with Justin Fields. They haven't completed double-digit pa- passes yet through three games. It's crazy. And like I said, they were down 17 at halftime in one of those games. So, um, you know, as bad as things have been at times here, they, they could always be worse for sure. Uh, another thing that was, you know, that happened last night, if you watch the Bengals and the Dolphins game, um, you know, Tua goes out with a with another concussion. I say another, you know, obviously on Sunday, if you saw that, when the Dolphins were playing the Bills this past Sunday, Tua gets hit, back of his head slams against the turf, gets up wobbly, <laughs> kind of wobbles again. They take him in the locker room. Just assumption was he had a concussion. And then they and, – and the Dolphins tweeted out that, you know, he was questionable to return with a head injury. Then he comes back out for the second half, they, they said, no, it wasn't a head injury. It was a back injury. But, you know, it looks really bad now seeing him get, you know, his head banged against the turf again in this game. And, look, the hit that knocked him out last night would have knocked him out regardless. Like, whether or not he had a concussion uh, five days ago, whatever it is, um, that, that hit still would have knocked him out. But, like I said, it just looks so much worse when you talk about it. And we know now so much more about concussions than we know how dangerous it is to get another concussion before you've healed from one that you've had. So, I mean, it looked really bad on the field last night. Now, they put him on a stretcher, took him to the hospital. Um, They said he was fine. You know, he got released last night. But now you wonder what his, like, ramp-up process is to get ready for the next week. And it just... You know, I, I, I was thinking this morning about the time that, uh, I don't know, Taylor Lewan, it was either on Busting with the Boys or on a, on a radio interview that he did the, the week that he had a concussion and basically said Mike Vrabel called him on Monday and was like, look, dude, you're not playing Sunday. Don't worry about rushing back. Get healthy. And really, that's what it's going to take is coaches to step up in these situations because, and I'm not saying anything about Mike Daniel. I mean, we don't. We don't know everything that went into that, and I, I hate trying to like interject myself into situations that I don't have all the information. But just in general, it's going to take a coach seeing an injury like like something that happened to Tua and being like, you know what, I know the doctors cleared you, but you're not going. Like this is not for in the best interest of your health, and that's tough for these guys, right? Because they want to win games. That was a big game. The Dolphins were in the middle of. They were playing the Bills, two two and O teams, division, all that kind of stuff. But I really think it's going to take a coach being willing to step up and say, look, I, I know that they said you're okay, but we're not going to put you back in here. We're going to get you healthy, all the way healthy. And, and I, I thought it was nice that Vrabel did that for a little one. Now, speaking of Vrabel as a coach, you may have seen a clip of A.J. Brown talking about how um, how he's getting to have fun in Philadelphia and how he didn't, he get, didn't get to have fun with the Titans. I wish, you know, A.J. Brown talked about how, like, Tennessee fans need to let him go. Well, he needs to let the Titans go as well, if that's what he's, you know, concerned about. Listen, that that's fine. Um, I wish, guys, when they're asked a question about, like, their new place, like, I wish they would just compliment the place without turning around and saying something about the, the old place. We saw it with Logan Ryan last year, right, when he was complimenting, either last or two years ago. When, you know, talking about how good Giants fans were, and then he turns around and says, yeah, things were bad in Tennessee and blah, blah, blah. Well, and then he came he came back later and, and said he wasn't really trying to insult Titans fans. He was just making a point. And, like, oh, that's fine. Just compliment your place. That's all you got to do. You don't have to bring the former place. And, obviously, it's more sensitive to me and to us as Titans fans. But, like, I just don't understand why guys have to – throw that back under just just let it go man and like listen I, I still enjoy watching AJ play I still wish the Titans would have found out a way to keep him here but I also think that like as bitter as he's been 
about how things went down with the Titans, like he should be somewhat appreciative because I know they traded him away, but the Titans absolutely could have said, we're not redoing your contract. You've got a year left. You're going to come play on your contract. Titans could have done that. They didn't have to trade him. Now it would have gotten messy. He probably would have held out. Guys can't really hold out now with the rules and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, he ends up getting fined if he does that and all that kind of stuff. They could have franchised him next year and not given him long-term security, all, all those things. And, like, instead of going through all of that, they traded him. Now, you, we can talk about whether or not that was the best thing for the Titans, but I think in the long run that was way better for A.J. Brown because now he's signed that contract, he's got that guaranteed money, he's got that security, all that kind of stuff, and it didn't have to go that way. The Titans could have forced his hand, and ultimately in, in that game the team wins with the way rules are set up now. So, you know, I, I think it's really time for all of us to move on from that. Um, to move on from AJ, he's having a great year. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to have a great, great years, great career, all that kind of stuff, because he's a really, really good player. There's no doubt about that. It just, like I said, it stinks that it didn't work out here, but it, it is time for everybody just to kind of move on from that. Uh, as far as the game this weekend, you know, Titans-Colts, it's a huge game, obviously. Um, first division game for the Titans. If they can get to 1-0 in the division, get a road, steal a game from, you know, the team that we – thought coming in was going to be their biggest competition. Maybe it's not now. Maybe it's going to be the Jaguars. Jaguars play the Eagles this this weekend. That's going to be an interesting game to watch and see kind of a little bit about both of those teams. But, um, you know, the Titans need to go get this one. Uh, you know, re- returning to the, the scene of the Derrick injury, Derrick Henry injury last year. Uh, the Colts have been really good against the run so far. Hopefully the Titans can get it established, or we can at least see one of those Derrick Henry games where, um, you know, things are maybe not the most efficient heading you know through two three quarters and then he breaks off a long one um that, that's you know been his mo a lot of his career and we've seen that a lot of times and he's done that against the colts a few times so hopefully we can see something like that hopefully bud dupree can go so the pass rush can get after matt ryan i think that's going to be the thing right if they can pressure matt ryan um i think they're going to win now they got to stop jonathan taylor and the titans have not been good at stopping the run and, and we know that the colts are going to do everything they can to um, to, to get that established. Now, the good thing here is it's not like these prior weeks where you have a bunch of weapons that you have to, fo- to focus on, right? I mean, the, the Colts have Michael Pittman. He's a good player. But the, the rest of their receiving core pass catchers don't scare you. So maybe you can dedicate an extra guy to the box to try to help stop Jonathan Taylor. Whereas, like, even when you're playing against the, the Giants in week one, you got Saquon Barkley, but they have better guys on the outside that can make plays, you know, as a whole, right? Michael Pittman may be better than anybody the Giants have, but their their receivers, their their pass catchers as a whole are better than what the Colts have. So hopefully Titans can dedicate an extra guy to the box, stop Jonathan Taylor in early downs, force the Colts into obvious passing downs where they can get after Matt Ryan. And, you know, he's an easy guy to sack at this point in his career just because he can't move anymore. So anyway, that's kind of how we'll watch how it all plays out, but just kind of some interesting things this morning as we get ready for another weekend of football. All right, that'll do it for today. Uh, be sure and musicmiracles.com. Check it out between now, Sunday. Be there on Sunday. We'll have you know the open thread, discuss the game, recap after the game, recap podcast Sunday, all those things that we have every week and a lot of analysis and news heading up to the game on Sunday. So for this podcast, that will do it. That's a terrible way to end it, but that's what we're going to do. I'm Jimmy Morris at MCM at Titans MCM. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you again on Sunday.